Hello, welcome back to our show talking about true crime. We are your host Olivia and co-host Michelle. In today's episode we will be talking about Ed Gein, an American murderer and body snatcher. And so you all know, yes I realized that I said he was a serial killer in the last episode when I gave you a preview of who we were going to talk about. We did not extensively search at the time I made that recording and he was listed under serial killers. So I made the mistake of of mispronouncing what he was. We did the research and he's actually considered a murderer instead of a serial killer. So I apologize ahead of time for that. Or Anyways, we will be talking about his life and crimes. This is episode four. If you want to hear more, then please listen to our episode about him. We hope you will be as interested in learning about him as we are. Who is Ed Gein and what crimes did he commit? Find out in this episode of Talking About True Crime. Due to the graphic nature of this podcast, there will be things mentioned that are triggers for some people. Proceed with caution. Not recommended for people under the age of 13. Ed Gein was born on August 27, 1906. His mother was Augusta Gein, and she was devoutly religious. Ed was Augusta's second-born child following the birth of his brother, whose name was Henry Gein, in January 1901. Their father, George Gein, was an excessive alcohol drinker, and he was unable to hold a job for long periods of time. Augusta had deep resentment towards her husband, but she never divorced him because of her fervent beliefs. This resulted in Ed and his brother, Henry, being raised in a temperamental marital home. Augusta felt contempt towards her husband. She rarely showed affection to her sons. She believed that her sons were condemned just like their father. She wanted to keep her young boys on the correct path. Augusta would preach to her sons from the Bible. She instilled to them the belief that alcohol and all women, except herself of course, were pinnacles of immortality. Their father died on April 1st, 1940 by heart failure due to his alcoholism. Ed and Henry were not allowed to spend any time away from the family rural farming property in Plainfield, Wisconsin. The only time they would escape was attending school. Augusta would discipline her sons if they made friends at school. This significantly impeded their social interactions and in turn he became a victim of bullying. The brothers had a friendship with each other during their childhood. Instead of spending time playing with kids their age, the brothers were confined to doing chores on the farm. Through the restrictions, Ed continued to show his mother unwavering love and admiration. However, Henry wasn't so accepting. Henry and Ed were grown men when their father died in 1940. To gain additional income for the family, they took on odd jobs as handymen in their neighborhood. They managed to build a good reputation as hardworking and trustworthy members of society. This led to Ed securing some babysitting work. Ed really enjoyed babysitting because he liked being around children more than adults. It is believed that he preferred being around children because of his lack of social development early in life and found it easier to relate to children who shared a similar level of intellect. When they were adults, Henry rejected his mother's ideas and he revealed his concern about how attached Ed was to their mother. He began to badmouth their mother, which shocked and upset Ed, which started the souring of their brotherly relationship. In May 1944, a fire broke out close to their home and they went out to try to put it out. The fire was eventually put out, but Ed said they became separated during it. 
He called the police and told them about Henry's disappearance, but when they arrived, he was suspiciously able to lead them directly to his brother's body. Henry had not been burnt by the fire. His head showed signs of bruising consistent with being struck. Authorities, however, ruled out murder, and his cause of death was said to be asphyxiation. One year after Henry's death, their mother had a stroke and her health began to decline. She spent most of her time in bed and acted more erratically than ever. Ed was the only one to take care of her, but also dealt with her vicious mood swings. Through the continued cycle of psychological and emotional abuse, she would compare her son to his father by saying he was useless, but then would show a softer maternal side and allow Ed to sleep in her bed. Ed stayed with her till her death on December 29, 1945. She had two strokes. She left him devastated when she died. He spent 39 years under her roof and served her every need, and suddenly she was gone, leaving him alone for the first time in his life. After his mother died, he blocked off the rooms his mother used, and the rest of the house was a disaster. He stayed in the small room next to the kitchen. He became interested in cannibals and learned about Nazi experiments, studying human anatomy, and reading horror novels. It wasn't until 1957 when people around town began disappearing. In November of 1957, Bernice Warden, a hardware store owner and first person to disappear, he robbed her and killed her, leaving bloodstains on the floor. Her son grew suspicious and thought Gein did it, so did a search on his farmhouse and discovered horrifying scenes. What they found was organs stored in a refrigerator, a heart that was on the kitchen stove, skulls that were made into soup and cereal bowls. They found several more disturbing things, such as human skulls on bed corner posts, human skin that was used as lampshades and chair covers, a pair of lips attached to a window shade pull cord, a belt made of human nipples, socks made of human flesh, a pair of gloves made from human flesh, a collection of female genitalia, and noses. They found Warden there as well. She was hung upside down, decapitated, and feel dressed like an animal. They also found body parts that were dismembered remains of Mary Hogan, the tavern keeper that was missing in 1954. He had shot her in a tavern when no one else was around. Ed stole most body parts from local graveyards. He looked for women who resembled his mother. He wanted to recreate a version of his mother so he can become her and crawl into her skin. He described blackout states where he would be in the days when he'd dig up these women's bodies. He'd sometimes take what he wanted from the women's bodies and return the rest of them to their graves. Sometimes he'd come out of the days and not finish digging up the women's bodies and go home. When asked by police if he had sex with the bodies, he denied it saying the bodies smelled too bad. The police arrested him and found him guilty, and he was later declared mentally insane. They sent him to Central State Hospital for the criminally insane, and later transferred him to Mendota State Hospital. He was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Ed was not given a trial. He was deemed fit ten years later. He was only convicted of murdering Bernice Warden. He was not charged with the murder of Mary Hogan. The courts declared him as insane, and he would spend the rest of his life in a mental hospital. Ed never admitted to killing anyone but Warden and Hogan. They found over 40 bodies in his home, and he claimed he took them from graves. Ed Gein died on July 26, 1984, at the age of 77, caused by respiratory failure, secondary to lung cancer, at Mendota State Hospital. Okay, Mom, what do you think about that? Very, very morbid. Yeah, and sick. Yeah. Some yeah. some puke worthy shit right there. <laughs> you love saying that. I would have hate to have been the police walking into that. Yeah. They were not even prepared 
to see what they were going to say. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure a few of them ran out and puked. Yeah, probably. Because I would have. Yeah. But I don't understand why people act this way towards other people. It's unfathomable. It's just beyond me, okay? Yeah. I'm just to the point where I don't know what to say anymore, especially with this guy. This guy here, he was really sick. Yeah, and it didn't help that he had schizophrenia. Where did he get that from? Like, who in his family had schizophrenia for him to do that? And, like, the fact that he didn't get to have friends, and plus he was bullied, he had a speech impediment and a lazy eye. That's the reasons that kids would pick on other kids for, you know? I don't think it's right. I mean, his home life and his school life might have been a factor in it. And he didn't, granted, he didn't take care of it in the right way or whatever, you know, because he did all these sick things, you know, but that might be a factor in why he was the way he was. So, and then covering the areas that his mother was, mm -hmm. it's like he was, uh, it's a shrine type of deal. Yeah. You know, and then the rest of the house was destroyed. Mm -hmm. So I, I just can't imagine walking into that as a cop. Yeah. And what the hell would he want female parts for? I don't even want to think of that. <laughs> I, I mean, was, was that. I mean, was he really a virgin all his life or what? And especially with the fact that it said it served his mother's every need. That leads you to believe there was something sexual. Uh, yeah, that makes me think there was something sexual. I mean, I'm just speculating here, but I hate when they don't put all the information in there. Like, did he really remain a virgin all his life or what? <laughs> How are we supposed to know what's going on with this guy? I mean, I'm they just... needed to dive further into his life, you know, and all that, so they could figure out his mindset. Uh, his mindset was sick. Yeah, his mindset. Really sick. Yeah. And back in those days, they didn't check out things as thorough, and they didn't have as much resources and tools back then like they do now. Yeah. So they had to do, still, do different things just to get the evidence that they needed. Yeah, but I think his first kill was his brother, because... It said that they, even though they, he reported him missing, he was able to lead the police to the body when they got there. Which like, leads you to believe he did it. And plus there was bruises on his head. And you're not even going to sit there. If you have these red flags going on about him, you're not going to sit there and do a proper autopsy on him to find out. He could have been locked up before he started sitting there dismembering and, and killing the two women that he did and stuff like and that. And mutilated him. Yeah, mutilated. I, I call it mutilated. Yeah, like sitting there taking bits and pieces of him. And there's a lot to uncover with Ed. He's just, he's a twisted individual. I mean, I feel bad for how he grew up. His mother was, to me, toxic as hell. I mean, and, demanding. And, and, and why the hell would she sit there and stay with a man if she felt all these feelings about him? Like, just because of your beliefs, you gotta sit here and suffer with what you don't want to deal with? And in my opinion, if you're not going to sit there and nurture your kids or whatever, show them more affection than you did, then why even have the kids in the first place? Probably just farm hands. That's probably what she was thinking. Well, that's not what you're supposed to use kids for. Like, you're supposed to sit there and trying to be a good parent to them and not be the way you are like she was with them. And Henry... It seemed like he had the right idea about thinking this and this and this of his mother. And I think Ed killed him because what he was saying about their mom really upset him. Mm -hmm. 
so I think when that fire happened, he made that decision to kill him. Now, I'm just speculating, but, I mean, this is what I think. It's just ridiculous, you know? He's just morbid, gross, and sick. Very morbid. I just can't. Thinking about what he's done and what he had to do to do this is just so morbid and sick. Well, I mean, when it comes to any kind of yield dressing, now that I know what that word is, doesn't matter if it's animal or human. It's sick regardless. Uh-huh. I just feel like it's really gross to sit here and mess around with the insides of humans or animals to do this and this and this and this. Well, I'm used to deers and cows, but people is a whole new topic. Yeah. You know, hanging them up like did and got them out and whatnot is, I just, man, that must have been a mess. Well, I'd never sit here and deal with anything that requires me to mess around with the insides of anything. I don't care if it's animal. I don't care if it's human. You can't get me to do any of that. Because that, to me, is just something that's going to make me get sick. The whole skinning situation where you take off all the skin, leave nothing there, but the the, the body of the skeleton or the skull, that's disgusting as well. And the time they'd have to do that. Yeah, it's just gross. Like I, I couldn't, I no, I wouldn't even go near that farmhouse. Yeah, neither would I. There's a lot to talk about with Ed. And I really wish we would have been able to dive further into it to talk more about him. I hope that he didn't kill anybody else besides... I mean, not that I wanted him to kill those two women, but I hope that he didn't lie about how many people he actually killed. You know? Well, even digging them up is another situation. Taking certain body parts and... and Returning the rest of them to their graves? Yeah, you know, it's like... What's the reasoning for that? Yeah. What's the reasoning to even dig him up for that matter? Well, the reasoning that was he stated won. was that his, so he could recreate a version of his mother so he could crawl inside her skin and be her. That yeah. was his reasoning. I don't care. That's I just, just I just think that that's just sick in and of itself. Like, he was too obsessed with his mom. Way too obsessed. Yeah. And that is partly her fault because of the fact that, you know... She cut them off, basically, from society. Just let them go out when they needed to get work done. And also as well as going to school. Like, I didn't think it was right that she did that either. So that's partly her fault. And even though I don't think Ed should have been around kids, I think it's cool that Ed was comfortable enough to sit there and hang around kids and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. It seems like he got along with kids more than adults. Yeah. And, again, that's his mother's fault. Yeah. Well, at least he enjoyed one thing, which is babysitting. But uh, yeah. I don't know if I would have had him babysit my kids. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't have known nothing about his crimes until later. True. I bet you those people that let him babysit their kids were horrified at what oh, he'd I done. Oh, I bet. But at least he never did it to no little kids, which is good. So, we also found out that with Ed... Yeen, he inspired 13 horror movies. Psycho, from 1960 and 1998, he inspired, which I didn't know there was two versions of that. Yeah, neither did I. I just knew the one. Yeah. Three on a Meat Hook, from 1972. Never heard of that one. Was also inspired by him. 
Deranged from 1974 was inspired by him. Don't know nothing about yeah, I don't that, know one. that one either. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974 and 2022 was also inspired by him. Uh, I heard about the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Never yeah. watched it or anything oh, that, I did. like that. That, this is that a, was really. That show was really graphic. Yeah, I bet. I've seen the 2003 version of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Bits and pieces of it, anyway. I don't really like stuff like that. I never heard of the 2022 version. Um, Motel Hell from 1980, I've never heard of either. Neither have I. The Silence of the Lambs, I've heard of. Not that I've watched it. It was from 1991. Ed and His Dead Mother was made in 1993. Never heard of that. Neither me. Ed Gein, a.k.a. In the Light of the Moon from 2000. Never heard of that. House of the Thousand Corpses from 2003. I've heard of of it, but I've never seen it. Never seen it, but I do think it was made by Rob Zombie. Yeah. Um, The Devil's Rejects from 2005. I've heard of that one, but I've never seen it. Yeah, same with me, and I think that was another Rob Zombie movie. Um, Ed Gein, The Butcher of Plainfield, that was in 2007. I've never heard of that. Yeah either i mean all these horror shows were made it was inspired by him it was inspired by him they took bits and pieces yeah they took bits and pieces out of his life and put them into each of these movies in some way in some form i think it's really weird that people you know do that i hope you all will be able to tell us what you think about ed and please let us know in our email talking about true crime 3051 at gmail.com This has been your host, Olivia, and co-host, Michelle, on our podcast, Talking About True Crime. What we covered in this episode is the life and crimes of Ed Gein, with him killing two women, as well as him robbing graves of women who resembled his mother so he could create a bodysuit of her to wear and dismembering other bodies. Please spread the word to your family and friends if you like what we did here and think that they would like what we read and discuss in this episode as well. If you hear anything we need to work on, please email us at at the email I mentioned earlier. We are open to suggestions on how to improve. We do not have a website for our podcast, but hope to have one soon. In the next episode, we will be covering Jeffrey Dahmer. It was a request from a friend of mine whose name is Dennis Craig. He requested we cover him as he is interested in learning about him and is wanting to know what we have to say about him. Hello, Dennis. Hello, Dennis. Thank you for being a listener. Yeah. As I stated before, we take requests on who people want us to cover. So if you want to do the same and have your name mentioned, in our podcast then please tell us who you want us to cover as well as your name and why you want us to cover that person at the email that is mentioned in this episode we will be finding out what crimes jeffrey dahmer committed and hope you will be here to listen if you are hearing this message you've listened to another entire episode and we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts we hope you've enjoyed this episode talking about true crime if you did please leave us a review on spotify as it will help us get noticed if you want to hear more about true crime from us then please follow us on spotify thank you